Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker. Worker of yours. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale with Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases and shop top mattress brands like Stearns and Foster, Temper Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60 month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval, no minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. This is the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Mickey broke the record at Camp Benny's on oysters, about however many you can eat. Captain Mickey has been guiding the Texas Gulf Coast waters for over 40 years, and along with winning numerous national and local tournaments, Captain Mickey was recently inducted into the Saltwater Legends Hall of Fame. Now, the reason I broke the record is I don't think I had enough money in my pocket to pay for all of them. Because if you break the record, everybody with you eats free. Now here's your host, Captain Mickey. Good morning. Welcome to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show on this Friday morning. I'm Captain Mickey Eastman producing the Outdoor Show. This morning is Jake. Our sponsors today, the Belleville Meat Market, Mainstream Marketing, and Texan Roofing. All right. Weather in Galveston right now. It's 71 degrees down on the island. Today, sunny, high of 81. Uh, West-southwest winds 10 to 20. Tonight, clear skies, low of 69. West-southwest 5 to 10. And for tomorrow, partly cloudy skies, high near 80. Winds will be southwest 10 to 20 miles per hour. So it's a little westerly factor back in with this warming trend. It's warming up pretty good. Need another front. Need it quick. All right, looking at tides for today, it's real easy to fish around this tide today. We have one. We have a low at 2.33 p.m. this afternoon. It's an 0.1 coming off a 1.9 last night. 7.24 a.m. is sunrise. 6.44 p.m. is sunset. And our moon phase, 24%. Quarter moon headed towards our next full moon. All right, looking at... uh, Current conditions right now, air temp out at the buoy, 22 nautical miles east of Galveston. It's 76 degrees. Water temp, 76 degrees. West-southwest wind at 11 to 13. And Galveston Channel at 73 degrees with 75-degree water. West-southwest, 6 to 8. And at Eagle Point, it's 70 degrees with 72-degree water. West-southwest, it's 7 to 8. So pretty much the same across the board. West-southwest this morning. But not a lot of it. It's definitely doable. Not bad at all. Now, if it gets up to about 20, that poses a problem for a lot of areas that are fished this time of year. But, uh, hey, there's always protection somewhere. Find it, and you may find a few fish. How about that? All right, well, let's go over to the Tri-Bay area and see if we can find the hammer this morning. Captain Glenn Hammond, what's up, man? Good morning, sir. How are you, buddy? It is a very good morning. 
Astros win again. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I did yeah, see the game. Everybody wrote them off. Uh, we got a new series. That's a two out of That's three right. now. That's it. That's right. Never give up, man. <laughs> it is baseball. They and they got their number over there on that stadium anyway, doesn't they? they? Man, that was a good game, buddy. It was a good game. Both of them, the last couple of games. Yes. So, uh, Oh, we're doing okay down here, Captain Mickey. I had a little trip yesterday with uh, a guy's name, Joe Weber, and he brought his wife, Diana. And uh, it's funny because uh, I, I, would, uh, I was an electrician for years and years with the Joe Weber. And uh, mm-hmm. I hope he's listening this morning because uh, it's just very, very seldom you, ha- you know two people with a very identical same name. And... Uh, Anyway, these well, we had John Smith's a good one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's Jack, Jack Smith. <laughs> Jack Smith, John Smith. <laughs> uh, anyway, no, uh, she was a trooper. Diana hung in there, and uh, they just wanted to learn. You know, it's kind of nice to to have some folks on the boat that just aren't know it alls, and they they actually came to to pick up a few things and learn a few things, and. Uh, uh, starting from casting, you know, just uh, I didn't realize how to how to hold your finger on a, a spinning reel and just certain things about working and you know just little things like that. Uh, before the day was over, they were both casting really good. They ended up with uh, three reds. She caught the first red. Boy, it was one of those days, Captain Mickey. You couldn't buy a breath of wind. I mean, it was. We were out yeah, there at seven o'clock. Slick as a baby's yeah. bottom. It really was, and it never picked up until we got back to the house. Uh, I think about eleven fifteen, eleven thirty, we were cleaning with the fish cleaning table, and uh, they had three trout, three reds, a couple croakers, and a sand trout. But uh, they caught and released quite a few, quite a few undersized fish. But uh, uh, nothing in the reds were no size, just slots, just uh, up to twenty four inches. They had a. 22, a couple of 22s and then a 24 and the trout, there was no size to them. They were all about 17 inches, but, uh, ended up with a pretty, pretty nice box of fish, man, for what, Good. you know, three, three and, a, three and a half hours that we were out there. But, uh, the water was decent. I think I had about a 74 degree reading. Uh, water was, it was, like I said, besides being so flat and calm, I'd rather take a beat and I'd rather fish a hurricane than just about than have it just slick glass. I, I just never have liked it really slick like that. But plenty of bait in the water. Uh, everywhere we went, there was bait jumping, and and the fish seemed to be uh, coming on back. You know, it took them a few days after that cold run, uh, but I think they're feeding again pretty good. They, they did yeah. on us anyway yesterday. But anyway, uh, beachfront coming over the bridge yesterday, uh, looking out in the surf, is absolutely gorgeous all the way is, to man man really 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 pretty we got a we got a nine mile an hour uh west due west right now uh, mm. seven to nine mile an hour 72 degrees down here in surfside beach uh let's see i'm gonna get out today and uh, use my new lawnmower it's finally dried up enough it took all week for it to dry out from all the high tides we've been having the last couple of weeks and stuff <laughs> and so i took my old lawnmower and i donated it to one of the city workers here that comes by and reads our meter and he has a brother that's a wounded vet 
uh, lives over in Freeport, and I delivered a lot my old lawnmower to him, and they're going to get it, somebody to work on it and fix a pulley. All he needs is a, a, a pulley, a, a tension pulley on it. But uh, anyway, I got that done, and then uh, then uh, just kind of uh, going to see how that lot and the new, new lawnmower works today because uh, I'm going to use a whole can of mosquito spray, though. I'll promise you that. You get down in there and you start stirring that grass up, man. Those mosquitoes are so thick down here. I mean, really bad, really bad. They're, they're pretty spray. bad everywhere. It uh, they're usually not too bad at my house, but they're starting to knock them back now. The planes flying every night and mm-hmm. using a truck every morning. But uh, you know, I, I mowed the other day and it it uh, it put a damper on them. But boy, when I was yeah, through some of that grass, just clouds of them coming out of it. Little bitty tiny ones, <laughs> nasty ones. <laughs> yeah, they're nasty. I've had it with those things, man. I, I not on really, the Texas uh, coast. There's nothing like it. I, I really don't like the spray, though. I don't like putting all that gook on me. But uh, let's see what else is going on down here. If you're going to the bait camps, uh, our bait camps have uh, plenty of live shrimp. Uh, they're a little bit big. Yesterday, the ones I got were were decent. They're, they're normal, and uh, I got a couple couple quarts of those. And shit, we dumped back a well, we dumped back just probably a little bit of more than a half a quart or a pint. Uh, we still have plenty of bait left, man. When we were done, it just uh, they shut off, man. We they bit early, about I don't know from from seven to about nine thirty. 10 o'clock it was pretty good and then all of a sudden that last hour was was just slow as could be and i moved from spot to spot to just trying to move around to see if i could find some action and uh just uh and that was it you know three three trout three reds and you know some days you get them and you know they had fun though like i said they they really hadn't fished you know that away so to speak with popping corks and stuff and and uh, usually on the bottom, you know, uh, tight lining, uh, free shrimping, or either Carolina rig, something like that. Mm-hmm. But uh, not much on the, not much on the, on the popping cork thing. I got to get a hammer out there, pop that cork, buddy. I mean, move it, pop it, make some noise with it. I pop tell it them, or, you know, or that, drag it. My mom used gotta, to drag that cork a lot. She get a lot of points doing that. You know, just making a good. It, you know, soft pull, a drag through the water, and then stop it with the line tight and hang mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. Boy, and it's, I'll tell you what, with braid, uh, of now I'm kind of moving on up there a little bit. I'm catching on up to you, Captain Mickey. <laughs> I'm using braid now in my spinning reels. It's so much easier to pop that cork. You know, the, oh, yeah, the, there's the, no that, stretch or that, anything. Right. And it right, helps, too, man, when they got slack in the line and. And the car exactly. goes under, and when they reel up, it, it makes it a little quicker because the braid doesn't have any stretch. They can get a hook set, you know, penetrate. Exactly. It makes it a lot quicker, buddy. Uh, the hook set is so much quicker with that braid, too. But well, anyway, we fun, missed it. fun part about fishing is setting the hook, man. <laughs> and, and they wouldn't. They would just pull back. And every time I looked at him, he was turned around facing the opposite way than he made the cast. Because he had so much slack in his line. When he went to set the hook, there was so much slack. He was always turned around backwards, man. I said, if you do your homework up front, meaning you take all that slack out of there, you know, uh, 
it makes it That's a lot why I easier. I think it's easier for person. people to throw lures because you have to stay in contact with your lure and right. keep reeling and tight all the time with a cork. They don't. They just can't figure out. Well, the current's moving this way or the wind's blowing that way, and they get all that slack in their line. Cork goes under. That fish has already digested that shrimp before they set the hook. That's it. <laughs> and it that's uh, it. It's uh, you got to work at it. That's work, man. Especially if you're drift fishing and throwing a popping cork. That's a job. It is. It is. But it sure gets a lot of action. It sure gets a lot of action, man. I like it. I like it. Uh, of course, yeah, pretty no, soon we'll be doing we're only getting about sixty to a hundred bites a day on lures right now. It's kind of slow. Yeah, yeah. It, uh, I, I'll go back to to lures. I just uh, I kind of I'm matching the hatch right well, now. Well, you just got to deal with, with your parties too. I mean, not everybody yes, sir. wants to fish like that. You know, with no, they they mostly recommend bait. And I think it's you easier know, than I, any other way of fishing for me. Well, artificial, you got yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. I love throwing those soft plastics, man. I can't wait. It's my time of the year. As soon as the shrimp get out of here, Man, everything starts to come out. right now that, you know, the cooler this water gets, we're going to get into the good thumping baits. You know, I baits. think I clocked about a 74 degree yesterday in the bay. 70, yeah, it's I been think it anywhere from, it depends on where you're at in the bay, anywhere from 69, mm -hmm. 72, shallower mm -hmm. areas, 74. It fluctuates. Well, I'll tell you what, there's a, a lot of teal in the area. Uh, buddy, I seen the sky yeah. turn black with them yesterday. I mean, I awesome. hadn't seen ducks down in a while, but they're starting to come on down now. Starting to come around. Uh, I mean, yeah, I'm sure the black that last good sky. blow we had, you know, that front that blew for three days, we had a lot of them ride in on that front and come to the coast. Tiny little birds, fast flying son of a guns. And uh, they they made the sky turn black yesterday. I ain't I've never seen clouds of them like that, man. There was awesome. there was quite a few ducks. So it's, that's the good news for the duck hunters in the area. Yeah, and, we're not uh, far away from uh, opening of uh, waterfowl season and deer season. That's right around the corner. That's right. We're going Sunday up to Sweeney and do our last final Are little you? cleanup before. Yes, sir. Doing did a little tidy up. You know what I mean. Go around and get the stands all ready to go and. And uh, do some more mowing and this and that, and pick up some more pecan wood, and I just love it. Just uh, it's only an hour and fifteen minutes away from here, and it's like you're you're in the country. I mean, it it just it's hard to believe it's it's not that far from the coast, and it's so woodsy, you know that area down there. I mean, an old area. But uh, we love it. But anyway, let's see. Bay camp's holding bait, and we got good. Uh, Good chance that you'll find some live bait down in the area. You're going to pay $24 a quart, $12, $12 a dozen, if you can find croakers. There's yeah. only one or two camps that are selling them now. They're mostly kind of getting off of the croaker uh, right now. Most of them are holding shrimp. So gotcha. that's about it, boss. All right, Hammer. Good deal, buddy. Sir. And, uh, hey, Knock it out. I'll talk to you uh, Saturday if somebody want or Sunday if somebody wants to give you a call. Give a number, Glenn. Sure. When's that next Astro game? That's today at four oh seven. Okay, I'll be watching it. Seven one three two zero eight zero six eight three. And Robin, 
my cousin Robin, if you're listening this morning, I hope y'all got your remodel done. So thank you, Captain Mickey. Y'all have a great Later, day, man. buddy. All right. Take okay. care. All right. That's Hammer down in the Tri-Bay area. Time for a break. We'll be right back after these messages. Sports Radio 610 presents The Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show. All right, 418 here in the Bayou City. All right, let's run up to Fayette County and check in with Mr. Bob Green this morning. Bob, checking your pulse, bud. What's up? Good morning, Well, The weather has really been nice. Yes, sir. Except for nice. last, couple, last couple of days, we're drawing in a pretty heavy southwest wind, though, at the uh, that's not a lot of fun to fish in, but the good news is we're getting we're getting some bites again. I mean, I'm starting pulling up some of the reviews and talking about the bite getting back to uh, to the shallow running crankbaits, shallow, you know. So uh, it's uh, it's looking much better than what it has been looking for or looking to. So we'll we'll see what happens. I think we got another. Looks like we're going to show up some rain midweek next week for all the way through the weekend. I don't, I don't, I didn't look and see what the percentage was, but uh, I, I figured all this southwest wind blowing in was had something coming the next couple of days. But it looks like the the uh, cooler temperatures, you know, go, jacking up a couple of degrees. Yeah, it's warmed up oh. considerably. So, but uh, no, the morning tonight kind of depends on what that Pacific, you know, that hurricane over there does, how it drifts mm-hmm. over. But uh, looks like late in the week, Thursday and Friday are our best chances. As yeah, we we'll take it because it's back to a dust bowl here. Right? Yes. Uh, hey, all that rain we got, you can't even tell it rained. That's how dry it God, was. It's crazy. I know, and it's the ground still all cracked up too. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, it's good while we had it. I mean, it probably kept the, my ponds and all from going dry. Uh, so yeah, we'll just see what happens. Alive that we're getting critical, you know, um, Oh, there's a lot yeah, of dead ones yeah. around, but it saved a lot too. You know, getting that much needed rain—that was valuable timing. Well, I know I've got two pine trees out there that are probably a hundred feet tall, and they're just dead as they can be, and they're side by side. Uh, and of course, power lines are up about halfway, so oh. I don't know how long a pine tree will stand before it finally breaks after it dies i kept hoping that oh there's a few little green limbs up in there and I, no uh no, that, <laughs> it, uh, it, you watched a slow it, death <laughs> yep so i gotta get get somebody out tree people ought to be pretty busy you know? they ought to be cutting down dead trees i mean i've got i've got a two or three in, on my property that i can do myself but man there's one that's a it's kind of a leaning tree anyway and it's uh, oh, it died yeah. and it's right by a fence fence line and i don't want to crush the fence it's gonna be weird trying yeah. to drop that one i don't know what i'm gonna i may have to hire an expert yeah that's that's what i'm gonna have to do with these because it's right right You'll on the corner drop it on post. the fence too <laughs> oh yeah yeah I'm, you know yeah every time i 
<laughs> every time I look at it, I say, yeah, I think I can do that. But then I start thinking about how them pine tree kind of crack sometimes and Wait as tall as they are. Blow up. Yeah. On yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That, that's that's what would worry me. I mean, it, once it gets on the ground, you know, just eventually I can get it cleaned up and, and drug out there to a big, big bonfire, you know, but. I don't know that that stuff scares me. But yeah. There's there's so many down now that uh, are, well, you know, my old trees are fine. I, knock on wood, you're you're right. That rain saved a lot of stuff. Uh, and I've got one oak that's been late. I've been waiting for it to fall for about well, as long as I've been here, thirteen years in in lead better. And I don't know how it's, it, there's no bark on the bottom of it, but it's just as green as it could be. It has the uh, the little nuts every year on it, and yeah. it, it, I always worried about it fall, falling on the fence next door until I bought that property. And I said, "Well, it's my fence now, so you know if it falls, I'm not trying to keep anything in, not on that side of the house anyway." But uh, that that stupid tree just stays there. And, and I haven't noticed it lean anymore. Uh, just I don't see how I could live. You can see the bottom of the roots. And the armadillos love it, and they run in and out from under it. So yeah, yeah. Well, it's been a weird year for armor, armadillos up here too. I mean, it, they're, they're, uh, they've just, been a nuisance. I've been hearing that from a lot of folks. Ooh, boy, there's well, I know I've already got five or six of them. And then I noticed when I mowed yesterday, well, I say I mowed, I just moved a bunch of dirt around is what it did with the lawnmower blades. And when, <laughs> when it's so bad, you can't even see when you make your turn to hit the next spot, you know, just, spot it's mowing, nasty. just mow the, the tall yeah. spots. It's, it's terrible. It's, yeah. Yeah. It's, our it's trying to come back eating this year, but hey, that's, yeah. Yeah. I'll take well, this I'm over, just, over 60 inch rains. So, <laughs> yeah, or or a hundred and hundred and two temperatures. Mile an hour winds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we uh, we can do without that. That's for sure. But uh, water temperature finally got below 90 degrees. So you know these these cool these cool nice cool mornings help. You know, I'm, I mean some of the afternoons we've gotten up to 80. You know something. Uh, I'm just, I'm just glad you know you got a little worm bite started again. Uh, like I say, you know, shallow running crankbaits over grass are getting a few bites. Now, I haven't heard of any just, you know, ripping them right yeah. now. So uh, the, it's coming back when the water's well, in good shape. Well, that trend help things, but uh, it it just hadn't set it in motion yet. We need a couple more good fronts to really get that bass bite going good again. Yeah, I th I think uh, right now I've only got one trip scheduled next week, and and we're we're just waiting to see. It's probably, but it's going to be right in the middle of the rain, you know, when it's coming. So, well, naturally, uh, a lot, yeah, a lot of them don't like fishing in the rain anyway. Yeah, we we got we got plenty of time to reschedule when things get bad this time of year. So, it's it's not like trying to fish and you know. February, you know, March, April, May, something like that. You kind of, you kind of pack up, and if you have to cancel one, it's hard to squeeze them back in. So, True. Yeah, it'll all work out. It uh, does. The old. Well, I tell you what, the my, my catfish, 
Oh yeah, right. And and hope to get them in. And the ones that are hard to me to get in is the ones that's that uh, got gift certificates and things like that. And you set up a date and good guys. If some reason the weather is bad on that one, is is scheduling them back in during the time they want to fish. Right. But, uh, I've got some. <clears throat> my catfish down there are. I, I still feed them most time, you know, at night when I get through letting the go or putting the goats up. And I don't know, but I, I've, I've heard some of them in there, I get, it look like they'll go five or six pounds crushing that, that food when it hits the water. So I'm, it's about time to go down there and flame me a couple of catfish. And uh, What do you feed those things? It's a floating catfish food I get from a place up there in Giddings. Yeah. Uh, it's a high, I guess high protein or something, but they, they come sure like it. Yeah, they have to beat the ducks cats. to it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but they'll, they'll actually come up on the edge of that water. When I throw it, I kind of throw it in a half-moon circle. So some of it hit right on the edge of the bank. Them mm-hmm. silly things will get on their belly and just, you know, they're half the backs out of the water right. to get up there and get that stuff. I'm thinking, <laughs> boy, you better not get much further. <laughs> you may, you may be stuck up on high ground. Throw a net over you and put you on the <laughs> table. <clears throat> oh, exactly. That, that would be the easiest way to catch them. Just take the, the, the net from the boat, put a little extension handle on it. Wouldn't take much. Uh, not at all. Break one or two in, but but I've eaten them out of there before. They're they're good. They oh, they're good. Yeah, they're they're very good, and they don't have. But well, you know, since I've been feeding all this catfish food, I don't know if they're going to have any fat on them or not. Uh, but I've never had. You know, you know how they get that little fat down the center, right, uh, of a fillet. And that usually when I get that, that'll if, some, if I go out to eat somewhere, I, that just some of it's not so bad as far as taste, but normally I'll scrape it out. Uh, I don't know what the difference is of why some of them have a stronger taste than others do. Well, a lot of them, you know, as they get bigger, you know that seven pound range and up. You got to cut that out yeah. there. It gets a lot of that in there. That's why mm-hmm. those two pounders are the ones to eat. Kind of like yeah, you know, it's just like you know our trout. I'd rather eat a little pencil trout, and I had a you know a three three mm-hmm. pounder or up. Well, yeah. little fish. My my grandson and older son been keeping us in. In uh, perch fillets, that's for sure. I'm telling you, that's the uh, table shot but, you sent me. I still can't get that out of my head. That's the most big brim I believe I've ever seen laying out in one pile of my life. <laughs> <laughs> it, it, it takes them. It takes them thirty or forty minutes just to lay the tables out and lay them on there. If you notice, they're all laid going oh, the same direction. But, I mean, look at this. They spent time, you know, getting that photo. Well, we we went one day last week, and I think we weren't out there maybe two and a half hours, and and we had I think we had ninety two that we kept. Good lord! Uh, and you know that's still after a couple you know a couple of the little fronts first, 
and and those fish were still hanging around in you know five to seven feet mm-hmm. on that little little piece of earthworm because it's a lot of fun because you know you know it's, it, I didn't even really get into perch fishing very much and they were and they were my son was telling me come on you know pop all this go out there and and catch some of these perch it's real easy just sit there and throw it out you know so, right. I said, okay, well, at least there was, and using those little old short poles that, you know, bend if you get a, you know, a heavy minnow on it or something like that. Uh, but, but it was a lot of fun just sitting there visiting and, and, and having family time. And plus they taste really good and I don't even have to flay any of them. So I, I, I asked them once how long it took to flay that 300 and something fish. Um, a couple hours, you know, I'm thinking that's pretty good in a couple hours to do that many of them. Yeah. But, they use but electric you know, they eat that. Them. Yeah. Oh yeah. That's, uh, yeah. well, you know, he was, he was 12 and 13 when he started filleting them. He's 14 now and, and he handled that knife like a pro. Man. Of course you wear out a couple of play knives with that many fish, but right. But, yeah. Uh, it's all a good time. Yeah, you but, can, uh, especially cleaning redfish down here on the coast. People that use electric knives, they burn them up like crazy filleting them <clears> redfish. You, you, you use a regular fillet knife? Yeah, I use a uh, like a serrated knife for reds. You know, they oh, cut yeah. through those toothpick bones where the rib cage connects. And then, you know, on the, uh, the trout, I just use a regular straight blade nine-inch fillet knife with a good flexible thin blade on it and whoop them out man well i've eaten trout and croaker and i don't think i've ever eaten redfish i I just don't ever remember eating redfish but i've always heard it's really good to uh, cook them on a smoker or or a grill leaving the half uh, shell them yeah that's a real good yes half shell that's what i've heard you know you get Uh, you know our slot is so you know, it's 20-inch minimum. Usually, if you can get some of those 20-and-a-halves or whatever, you can fillet them and, and fry them like you do your trout. But uh, those bigger ones, yeah. once they get up 24-plus, it's better to half-shell them and grill them, season them up, and do them on the grill. They're really good. Yeah. Nothing goes to waste or down here on the coast. Well, that's good. Yeah. All right, Bob, we'll I got to run already. Uh, no, I, I guess okay. you heard about that big blue marlin caught in a guff. That it is official. They weighted it was eleven hundred and forty-five point six pounds. That's oh a, wow, that's a new Alabama state record. And uh, <laughs> I'm trying to look for the guff record. I mean, the world record's like thirteen hundred and something pounds. That was caught in Hawaii, yeah, I believe. You know, on a blue marlin. I mean, what a beast! You know, James's son and. And them uh, caught that 972 uh, back, uh, you know, that's a Texas state record. But uh, that's unbelievable. Man, you bust 1,000 pounds on a blue marlin, that's just, uh, that's like hitting a lottery, especially 1145.6. What a a dinosaur, man. I mean, that fish has been around a while. (laughs) Yeah, that one's uh, chased Uh, a few baits. (laughs) Yeah, I imagine. He probably broke a few lines, too. Might have had. There might be a lot of history behind that fish. Call him the heartbreaker. Oh, yeah. All righty. Well, we'll 
we'll have we'll have better reports going now. Oh, it's it's as far as time. up here. We'll get in the swing of things. All right. Well, hey, oh, somebody absolutely. wants to call you, Bob. Give them some info, buddy. Uh, 281-460-9200, dot com. Y'all have a great weekend. Talk right, to you later. Friend. Later. Bye-bye. All right. That's Mr. Bob Green up on Fayette County. And I need to take a moment, <clears throat> excuse me, to tell everybody about the Belleville Meat Market. They're located right in downtown Belleville. They're easy to find. Look for the big white sign. Their meat market and processing facility are right next door to one another. And uh, this week they're double featuring their Dirty Rice Pecan Smoked Sausage and Texas Blend Smoked Sausage. That's an all-natural smoked sausage inspired by their original garlic recipe. You can try it before you buy it. Free samples are always available. And on special, fresh, never-frozen fryers, three or more, when you buy them whole uncut for just a dollar twenty nine a pound, and uh, get in early with the holiday season coming, they're now taking orders for country smoked turkeys, some of the best I've ever had. And custom processing, they do that on pigs and calves all year long. You can order a half calf or a hind quarter, have it processed any way you like. And with their with deer season in swing, bow season and rifle season coming up, Benny dogs and hog hog dogs. That's homemade hot dogs using your own venison or wild pigs, and you can bring something home from your hunt. The entire family can enjoy all year long. The Belleville's open Monday through Saturday, 7 to 7, and Sundays, 8 a.m. to 7 p.m. That's the Belleville Meat Market, where meat is our middle name. Live from the Twin Peaks studios, Sports Radio 610 presents The Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show. You know, getting back to that uh, Marlin I was talking about there at the end of that segment. That's uh, 1,145 pounds. It's just it's hard to register that in your brain. Do you look at the photo of it? You can go online and look it up. Just look for record, you know, guff record blue Marlin, and uh, it'll pop up. It's all over the Internet. And... Uh, <clears throat> Man, what a fish. I mean, it's just, it's like a dinosaur. It's unbelievable. All right, let's go down to Matagorda now. Let's uh, check in with Captain Tommy Alexander. Tommy boy, what's up, man? What's up, Mickey? Good morning. You got any records you want to talk about this morning you've been breaking lately? <laughs> no. <laughs> uh-huh. Nothing good anyway, no good. Well, I mean, the fish has been good, but I ain't broke any record. Right. <laughs> no monsters. <laughs> no monsters. No, but it's been good and steady anyway this last week. There's, there's definitely been a lot of fish caught around here. Well, it's, it is it's October. Like, it's supposed to be. Yeah. It should, yeah, if there wasn't. I mean, if be. you can't catch them in October, you might as well give it up and get in, get your golf clubs out or do something else. Yeah, it's been uh, it's been pretty plenty good. Right. I mean, there might have been one day or two days in this last week that was a little slow, but for the most part, every, you know, every day, right? People are catch, people are catching them. People well, are catching them. Still redfish, you know. There's still a lot of redfish being brought in. Seems like I still see tons of that. Well, I'm telling you, there's a lot of redfish right. this year being caught. They're taking up the slack. Yeah. But I, there has been a lot of 
a lot of trout too this last week. There's been a lot of days. I mean, there's been two or three days too where, you know, I caught a mess out of them too. So we waited on, uh, what day was that? Uh, Wednesday. Yeah, Wednesday. I weighed fished on Wednesday and it was, I mean, you could call it simple. It was, I went to the first spot I jumped out on. We waited about 20 minutes, didn't didn't even have a bite. I mean, it wasn't anything. I said, let's, let's go, something's wrong here. So we got back in the boat, moved down to my second spot, and we jumped out there, and then it was, that was it. It was, we started Couldn't get a lure back. Yeah, I went smoking them in all different colors. It didn't matter. I couldn't yeah. tell, I couldn't tell if there was any pattern. I mean, we had straight tails, paddle tails, different colors. Didn't even matter. We, we were just getting them. Just, just lights out. Right. And then the day before that, I mean, Monday and Tuesday, same thing. I mean, but I wasn't waiting. I was in the boat. But still, we caught them pretty steady. Pretty steady. You know, all three of those days there, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, was we caught lots of fish. Right. Well, did uh, anybody uh, you know go to any of the scoping meetings down your way? Yes. Uh, Pink went to it. Did he? <laughs> he went to the one in Port Lavaca over here. Right. Yeah, he went to it. And another buddy, <clears throat> another guy I know that went to it, too. He's not a fishing guide, but just another guy I know went to it. Mm-hmm. And uh, they both said that there, there was nobody there like opposed to it opposed to going back to three he said that's pretty much what what the everybody was talking about was going back to three and he said that really they didn't hear anybody that was opposed to it right everybody was for everybody was for it now the only thing you know i mean that you know everybody's talking different on the links you know what to do with the links you know but uh-huh i'm pretty i feel pretty confident they're going to go back to three yeah, but uh, what do you think about on the length? Just I've, leave I've it like it is, 15? Names. Well, I've heard 15. I've heard leave it like it is. That's an option, of course, and just go to three. But then I'm hearing like 15 to 20, the 15 to 20 slot. I've heard people, I've heard, you know, not just people. I've heard people that know, know people have, have talked talked about a 15 to 20, maybe one a day over. or I just don't know. I I'd be lying to you, if I, but I, but I have heard a few different things. Mm-hmm. But I feel pretty confident it's going to go to three for sure. I right. Think. Well, I don't know uh, on the length part of it. I'm fine with the fifteen. I mean that that doesn't, you know, keep a few, keep some fifteen and a half, sixteen inches. Well, yeah, because you're already going to get a spawn or two out of those fish anyway before, you know, they're harvested. It's, there's just, there's so many variables to this. I mean, glad it ain't my job. You can't even, it's beyond me what I know. And everybody's got different opinions. And then, then you got people that they, they have no clue how the fishery works. You know, they don't know what makes this thing tick. And, you know, they they have their opinions, and which are not so smart sometimes. But, uh, well, that's that's another topic and subject there. But, it, uh, yeah. 
I mean, it is TPNW's job to manage the fishery, and they're just trying to get input from what, you know, the everyday guys that go all the time, what their input is, and they're, right. they'll, they'll they'll take all that into consideration before they make any final decisions on, you know, how they're going to manage it. And it, uh, I never thought we'd ever get to this. I just saw so many fish in my lifetime that I never thought it would, you know, come down to this kind of regulatory, to, you know, this kind of regulations yeah. to, to, to keep a fishery healthy. Never thought I'd ever see this, ever. Yeah, we're here. We are here. We're there. So we'll see what they do. I just, I really don't know, but. I feel confident in going to three, but I don't know about the links part. Yeah. Bink sent me a text while we were talking. He said 16 to 20 or 17 to 20 gives the best recovery. And he said many are pushing for 17 to 20 inches. Gotcha. Yeah, he he was there, so. Yeah. And then, I, like I said, I had another. I actually had two other people that I knew that were there. But they all said about the same thing, you know. Nobody was really opposed to it, not money anyway. Well, Galveston was last night, and uh, I'll be talking to Hillman in the final segment, and he was there. I think he even spoke. I'll see what you know. Yeah. What these knuckleheads up here in Galveston had to say, you know, it's probably totally different than what everybody's saying down your way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know, like I said, it, there's a lot more people on board with the three, it seems like now, than it was. Bink said uh, 17 to 20 inches and three fish gives a 35% bump in biomass. Yeah, I was just going to say, there there was percentage numbers that they were talking about, you know, like what, what brings them back, you know. And your what biggest biomass is naturally, it's always been smaller fish, you know. <clears throat> right. And the more of those you have, the more positive spawns you're going to get every year. Yeah. On reproduction. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll see what they do. But our numbers are definitely down. I mean, for sure. Well, yeah. I mean, it's understandable from, you know, well, loss of habitat, environmental fallout, fishing pressure. There's there's so many variables to it. And uh, well, I definitely tell you, fishing pressure is definitely one of them. Man, I, we've been busy down here. Even middle of the week, it doesn't even matter anymore. It doesn't matter yeah. what day. There, there's boats, lots of boats. Well, definitely some serious fishing pressure. Well, and anyway, we're going to hit at it today. Bing's got a group actually today out of the lodge. So, oh, really? We're going to do that. All right. Looks like we got West today. Going west down here. Yeah, it's uh, west wind. Yeah, west wind across the board. It's not too bad right now. It's supposed to later in the day get up to about 15, maybe 20. So, 
make the most of it. Tommy, if somebody wants to call you about booking a trip and coming down and hanging out and fishing with you, buddy, how they get a hold of you, man? Yeah, they can check me out on Facebook under Tommy Alexander or just my phone. Send me, shoot me a text or leave a message if I don't answer at 979-709-8242. All right, my friend. Tommy, have a good day. Be safe. Catch him up, man. All right, Mickey. Go get him. Talk to you later. All right, All right, later. All right. That's Tommy and Matt Gordon. Now let's go down to South Padre. Let's check in with Captain Brian Barrera. Morning, Brian. How you doing, buddy? Pretty good, sir. How are you doing? I ah, couldn't be better. It's all good. What's up? Oh, just another day getting ready to uh, get out there and chase some fish and see what happens. Finally got a little string of good weather. So, you know, we've been facing 15 to 20 mile an hour north winds for a while there. Felt like I almost got used to it. Thought that it was just winter time. I had to break out my hoodie for the first time fishing earlier in the week. Right. Monday and Tuesday, <laughs> I was I was out there in a hoodie. That's nice. Very. Yep, we were chasing way. redfish. Actually, uh, got started hitting the flats. We went out, um, caught quite a few nice redfish. Uh, some nice trout on the first day. Tuesday, I had, I had a crew for three days, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday this week. So, um, yeah, Monday we caught some redfish and trout. Tuesday we just caught trout. Not many redfish, so the wind died off on us. It's tough. Uh, we saw a couple of redfish. We were bouncing lures off their faces, and they wouldn't even touch it. It was one of those kind of calm days, you know. Nice and post-cold front bluebird skies you know that's just kind of a tough day yeah i usually have tough days post cold front when it's just crystal clear out calm mm -hmm. exactly um and it was like a classic one of those we ended up running the trolling motor up up and down the intercoastal casting to the drop-off catching a bunch of nice speckled trout that way and saved our day awesome yep yep and then the next day we went out and we tried uh, to do some tarpon fishing but we couldn't couldn't really find many tarpon. We found some, but they weren't really ready to party. Right. And uh, it was kind of late in the day. We caught some sharks, and then we went and picked up a bunch of snapper and stuff like that real quick and mm -hmm. and uh, headed it in. I snook fished yesterday, and uh, we caught a couple small fish, nothing crazy. So today's got some nice weather, too, so we're going to see what today brings for us. Now, what are you going to fish for today? It's kind of a grab bag. Um, I've got a father, and, a father and son, you know. Right. And uh, the dad had mentioned mentioned tarpon, wanting to catch tarpon, just wants to get something kind of big for the kid, right. a shark or something. I was like, well, I could I could do a shark for you, catch those on. Yeah, that shouldn't be a problem. <laughs> yeah, but if I say I want to catch one, then we won't. So let's just, <laughs> you know. So I'll probably go try to get him a, a little shark or something. I've been catching a lot of like spinner sharks and stuff on accident. Yeah. Um, who knows what after that? Maybe go try to catch some big bull reds or a little tarpon if possible. Right. But we've got some pretty nice weather, so I'm excited. The old grab bag outing, whatever, whatever bites. Let's just go fish for it. Yeah, let's just get some metal. So give a good tug to the little kid. Exactly. So, so it's going to be a good. It's going to be good. Um. Uh, 
looking forward to see see what what happens the next few days because I gotta I gotta do a lot of fishing this week. So I don't think I'm gonna take any days off. I got enough days off when that bad weather came in. So. Yep, and you can't ever get those days back. Yeah, I know. And now that I know that you know tarpon season is coming to an end here soon, I'm uh, I'll go any day every, and yeah. every day. But I can if it's if I got a day off and it's calm, I'm gonna go. Uh, I'll take my days off once it starts getting nasty weather and those fish are gone. You know, because once they're gone, you're gonna miss them. Yeah, they'll they'll fly the tube on you. Yep, I did uh, put one on Facebook the other day, and I shared it to the to the sickos group. That was a really nice tarpon, probably about a hundred seventy pounder or something. Like that. It looked it uh, had a head on it. it. Looked big. Yeah, it was a it was a very big one. That was actually part of a double hookup. We hooked up to two tarpon that exact same size at the exact same time, and Got lucky and landed them both. That's awesome. Yeah. That's that was worth the effort, no doubt. Yeah. Yeah, that's cool stuff. I'm going to be sharing all that stuff on Facebook later on once the season's over. But, uh, yeah, it was good. It was good. I feel like uh, the guys up in your area have been doing some good fishing. I'm surprised mm-hmm. I hadn't uh, seen any, seen a lot down here. I feel like all these uh, rough <laughs> stuff it was cranking out there's five six foot on the beach for you know a week yeah i remember uh, that rough stretch it was cranking man yeah i'm wondering if those tarpon moved offshore for a while or what because usually again like those post fronts down here the beach gets crystal clear mm-hmm. and uh every year it happens to me in october where the beach will get crystal clear after a big front or something like that and uh fishing for the tarpon will get really hard they will completely disappear for me for a couple of days every every time like that and i won't even see one you know usually i can at least find a few along the jetty or whatever you know and uh this crystal clear water i feel like they they move maybe they move further offshore or something after that storm or or whatever it was they just weren't comfortable sitting right there so I know people catch them or see them a whole lot in, like, the oil rigs offshore and stuff. They'll see groups right. of 200 fish out there, and that's 20 miles, 17 miles. They do that. They do the same thing up here. They'll just disappear, and they move way out. And the farther out they get, it's harder to find them, you know. It's a needle in a haystack looking for them. Yep. Yep. I sh- they just... Hard to figure them out. We'll never figure out the tarpon all the way. No, they always do a curveball on me. That's just when a I think fickle I got fish, me. man. <laughs> but as we get these fronts, more are going to be moving down your way, you know. So yeah, maybe yeah, get you one, one week weather windows where you can really strap it on them for about a week. Yeah, an old schooler told me he said never, never brag about your dogs, your kids, or your tarpon fishing. That's as true as it comes right there. That's a perfect analogy. <laughs> oh, man. As soon as you All tell right, everybody, Brian. I've had it. Well, hey, if somebody wants to come down to South Padre and hook up with you, how do they get a hold of you? And uh, you'll fill them in with the rest. Yes, sir. Um, quickest way would be a direct call or text. 
Um, I am on the water every day, but I'll get back to you as soon as I can. Area code 956-755-9413. Or check out the website, inshorefishingsouthpadre.com. That'll work, man. All right, Brian, have a good day. Get them rods, man. Sir. All right, buddy. You too. See you. All right, that's Captain Brian Barrera down in Port Isabel. Time for our top of the hour break. You're listening to the Outdoor Show here at Sports Radio 610. We'll be right back. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of colors starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ucalypt speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023.